Hello, everybody. This is your host, Philip Coe, and today we're back with another conversation on Specialty Coffee Talk. Uh, today, we have our very, very prestigious uh, expert enthusiast uh, in specialty coffee with us today. Um, hello, and please introduce yourself to our wonderful audience. Hi, um, I am an expert in enthusiasm uh, relating to coffee. My name's Eric. Eric, uh, just tell us maybe uh, how much you are into coffee. Just a little background of coffee for you, how you're into it, and then we'll get into our topic today. Oh, just so much. Um, so I got into uh, coffee as a, I couldn't, I needed something like caffeine. I couldn't drink the energy drinks anymore on this diet that I was doing with my wife. My friend was like, Hey, you try this coffee. It can taste like all this different stuff. I was like, no, there's no way coffee could taste like fruit or taste like a citrus or there's just no way. And then, uh, we tried it and I could totally taste it. And, uh, the less sugar I was eating every, every day and every week, uh, the sweeter that coffee was tasting. And it was like, man, so, yeah, ever since then, I've been hooked, and uh, I love it. That is fantastic. So, today, we have Eric with us, and we are going to be talking coffee pour-over essentials. What you need to make the best cup of joe for your bro and for your sis. Would you agree? <laughs> cup of joe for your bro. All right, let's get to it. So I want to start out by talking about brew method. Um, what are some good brew methods? And then throw in your favorite one. Uh, so brew methods, there are so many. When we're talking kind of specifically pour over, so we're not going to talk about espresso or anything right now. We're just doing pour over, uh, kind of filter, coffee. And you've got, those are kind of your main brew methods, right? You've got your filter and you've got your full immersion. So either your coffee is sitting in a bunch of hot water or the hot, the hot water is passing through the coffee, right? That's kind of your general options. Yes. And so that would be kind of French press is more of like a full immersion, whereas like a Chemex, a V60, a Kalita, those are all about kind of flow rate of the water through the, um, through the coffee. So um, in, in my opinion, I love Chemex and V60. But, Philip, what are some of the, like, what's the one, I guess, that you like the most? Um, if we're going, like, essential one that I think you should have, I think you should have a V60. I think you should have a Chemex. For me, Chemex is the one that you should have because I feel like it is um, the easiest to get into. It has the lowest, I feel like it has the lowest barrier of entry because there's more, um, there's more finesse with a V60 as far as like pour and grind size. And you can kind of get away with a little bit more if you're doing a Chemex. Mm. A little bit more. Not much, but a little bit more. I think that is. Do you think that's because the, the filter is so thick? Or like what's the, what's the reason? I think that you can get away with it more mostly because of the, um, mostly because of the filter. Because you're doing uh, water through a lot of coffee, 25 grams for me. I do 25 grams for like a single cup Chemex. And so you're doing 
water through 25 grams of coffee, but it's going th through that filter, and so it pulls out most of your um, really bad, no good uh, particulates. So I think that's really important. So essential, I would go Chemex. Chemex. So we're talking a, a brew method like a Chemex or V60. You have to have, uh, there are essential things, which is the theme of this entire episode. There's essential things to go along with that. So one of those things is the kettle that you use. Also, uh, just as a side note, there is a baby in the background, so you may hear a little bit of this. Uh, anyway, so we have a, a kettle. What you're looking for in a kettle, give us the difference between like a a variable temperature kettle and um, maybe just like a regular gooseneck that you can put on your stovetop and then and then why it actually matters um, so the I guess the biggest difference so they're both you both want you just got to get the water hot right you, you want to get it up to about 200 degrees and then there's some finesse that happens and the more you drink coffee the more you'll notice kind of the different extraction you'll get with different temperatures um, with your gooseneck that you're just throwing on a kettle you bring it to a boil which is right around 210 degrees and then you kind of have to calculate, okay, where am I at temperature-wise? Or if you just buy a variable, you can set it, hey, I want 195, 196, a very specific temperature, and decide that that's where my extraction tastes the best for this specific coffee at this specific grind for this specific brew method. So it's just, it's just way more targeted, focused, um, and more, I guess, accurate. Um, and definitely more repeatable, which is something that we should talk about eventually. Um, but Consistency. Yeah. I, I think that that's a really good point in the fact that coffee is super subjective, but it's also um, affected by so many different factors that play into uh, the quality of the cup that you get from your coffee. And for me, and I think for you, that's kind of what makes it super fun. Yeah, that, that's what makes it the most interesting thing is that you can taste coffee, which is seen as like kind of a singular flavor, but you get so many different flavors out of it depending on what you do. And even the same coffee, if you brew it, the different brew methods, the different temperatures, the different grind size, it the extraction, it's going gonna, it's gonna to taste different. And I think that's pretty much the most exciting thing uh, to me about drinking specialty coffee um, is tasting all the different things you can taste don't you think absolutely all right so you've got your pour over brew method i recommend chemex uh also v60 both really good mm -hmm. you have a uh, a kettle which is essential for those brew methods and up next we have a grinder so for a grinder you're looking at uh like a specific type of grinder. You want a conical burr grinder. Why is that? Well, Eric, you see, Mr. Coffee has this blade inside of its grinder, right? Mm -hmm. And this blade spins around, and it chops up your beans in this really inconsistent uh, fashion. So what you're wanting for coffee to be able to get an even extraction of flavor from the beans that you put into your cup or into your uh, brew method whether it be chemex or v60 you really need to have a consistent grind size so that when you pour the water over it's going to extract the uh, 
the tannins and stuff from the coffee evenly. So that's what you're looking for. Conical burr grinder. Conical burr. So there's two different types of, of like good grinders you can get. Can you uh, let us in on a little bit of that? Well, um, I mean, really, I guess the discussion is if we're saying the essentials and somebody, you know, they want to be able to get into specialty for 100 bucks, uh, can you do that? Yeah, you can do that. Um, it's going to be a lot more work for you, uh, literally physical work, because you're going to be doing everything by hand and waiting for your kettle. It's, it'll just take a little longer. Where, and then you have electric um, grinders. And so it's really just deciding which one's right for you. How often are you drinking it? Is it worth a two to three hundred dollar investment for a like a really decent grinder that's going to provide you some level of consistency? Or are you if you're only drinking coffee once a week, then you can buy a twenty five dollar hand grinder, and it totally makes sense. So I, I mean, every, every, everything's different in every situation. So you'll have to decide what's right for you. And then uh, lastly, what we're going to look at in the next segment here is your scale. All right, so uh, we're looking at a scale. Um, I'm someone who is new to specialty coffee. I want to buy a scale. What do I? What am I looking for? Yeah, um, I think. I mean, you can get it. So you can get away with it. what you want for sure is a scale that does grams, right? And we want to get into. You want the tenths. So you want that little dot and then a number after the decimal point. You want that on your scale. Um, just once again, it's for a consistent, repeatable. If you find a way to make this one coffee taste really good, you want to be able to do it again. So you need to know exactly how much you're using for extraction and all that stuff. Um, and then you can use your iPhone as far as a timer. Your, your skill doesn't have to have a timer on it. You can use your iPhone and just say, hey, my bloom's going to be this. Am I? You can go ahead and do that. Or you can fork out a little bit more money, maybe let's say 45 bucks, and get a little Hario that comes with a timer and has a really nice um, gram setting on there and is really made um, for coffee. Or you can go nuts and spend 200 bucks and get an education. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd really, sorry, the, the, the young baby did something hilarious. Anyway, uh, I would really like to do that. But, uh, you know, it's really expensive. It's expensive. It's very expensive. But it's an amazing, amazing scale. has a built-in timer. So very important. Um, you want to have a scale. It's kind of like, I mean, I would people would say that you can get away with it. I would disagree. So um, that's, that's an essential as far as, yeah. I guess, my opinion goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if we're saying, hey, I want to make consistent repeatably good coffee you need to know how much coffee you're using and the weight is obviously going to change based on you know the density of the bean so you can't you can't switch from like an Ethiopia which is a super tiny bean and then you weigh out you know a scoop or whatever you're gonna call it of Guatemalan beans and it's completely different and the density is different and then your coffee is going to taste way different because you don't know what it actually weighs. So you, you, you need those specific – that's one of those things I would say you shouldn't skimp on your scale. Pay the, pay the 45 bucks, right? Uh, yeah. I mean when, when you uh, started out, you had that $13 one that did grams and tenths, and oh, it was 13 bucks. It was 13 bucks. And that's, that's great. Get one of those. Yeah. You pay $15 for a hand grinder. Um, you figure out a good grind size. Mm -hmm. You pay 
I don't know, what is it, like 25 for a kettle that you put on your stovetop. Yeah. And then you buy uh, a Chemex or a V60. If you get the V60, it's cheaper. If you get the Chemex, it'll be probably $10 more than that. Yeah, $20. 20, yeah, $20, $30. If you want to get the little six-cup Chemex. Um, I mean, you've got your, your V60, and then you obviously have to buy your filters for your V60. That is a really nice, cheap option. I think, like, everything you listed, like, somebody could get a really good start into specialty coffee, make them find out some recipes, and make themselves some really good coffee for easily under 100 bucks. Yeah, probably like $60, $70. That's nice. Um, so those are things that we would recommend, essentials. All right, so just to, like, kind of go over and recap, um, give us those essentials that us amateur coffee enthusiasts would recommend yes um okay so you need i mean you need your kettle you need your brew method you need your scale you need your grinder and once you have all four of those things though i mean kind of where you like what you pay within each of those and the wide range that you have it's kind of up to you right it's up to you how serious you want to make it so i mean to me, I think you could start for under 100 bucks, and you could have a lot of fun for a really long time before it really matters. And you're going to be spending a lot of money on specialty beans anyway, so, you know, save some money. But that would be me, and maybe somebody else a little different. Like, what would you recommend? Uh, I think I would go the same route. Um, as far as, like, for me when I got started, it was it was, like, a thing where... I was able to make it and because you had stuff and so I was able to kind of like use your utilize your equipment and enjoy it that way and then when I wanted to get my own then at that point I was already into it so then I wanted to buy the more expensive stuff um, but I think it's all about the commitment and I, I, I realized that at this point if you are listening to this and you're like wow I don't know if I want to spend that much money it can kind of be overwhelming but don't, uh, don't worry about it. You don't have to be exceptionally serious. Coffee is about fun. It's about, well, in my opinion, <laughs> coffee's about fun. It's about enjoyment. It's about getting uh, to taste things, getting to taste the coffee, experience something new, which is like the fun of it for me. Um, would you agree about that? <laughs> That's exactly what coffee is. Coffee is a fun, unique experience that you get to, you get to taste things that are naturally occurring. Jack agrees to. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's what's so cool about coffee is all the unique flavors and natural just naturally occurring and the stuff you can get into. It's fun, and I think one of the coolest parts about it too is that you get to meet other people that really enjoy it and are really into it, and you guys get to have like this community around it as well. Um, but I mean, if you guys have any questions, this whole this whole show is all about demystifying coffee. So if you have if you have a question or something that seems intimidating, just uh, ask Philip. He'll answer it for you, and there you go. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make coffee accessible and to have a fun conversation about it. Call in if you have any questions, and thank you for listening to another conversation.